can't even begin to tell you. I can't even begin to tell you how dangerous this act is. First, it was passed in the middle of the night with 40 minutes to read an 800-page bill, which is unacceptable. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident residence or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed, and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. This is a massive threat to the residents of Orland Park, Cook County, and Illinois. I want to remind voters that several elected officials that will be on the ballot in Orland Park voted for this abomination. Senator Michael Hastings, Senator Emile Jones, and Representative Justin Slaughter all voted to put criminals ahead of the safety of law-abiding citizens and police. In particular, Senator Hastings, who personally told me that this, that this bill, that he had a family, and that this bill was horrible, and there was no way he would vote for it, an outright, an outright lie that, in my opinion, disqualifies him to hold his office. I will gladly cast my vote for, the re for this resolution and demand the repeal of the Orwellian Named Safety Act. I can't even begin to tell you how dangerous this act is. First, it was passed in the middle of the night with 40 minutes to read. <laughs> It's a new day, a new chapter. The healing starts now. 
That's some of the reaction as Governor Pritzker signs off on major changes to the criminal justice system in Illinois. And many in law enforcement, they're not happy about it. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ben Bradley. And I'm Lourdes Duarte. We begin with our top story here tonight. Illinois will become the first state in the nation to eliminate pretrial cash bail. That's just one part of this massive 700-page law that Governor Pritzker put his signature on this afternoon. Our political reporter, Taman Bradley, joins us with the story. Ben and Lourdes, this sweeping new law is meant to reshape criminal justice and policing in Illinois. Democrats are holding it up high, while Republicans and many in law enforcement condemn it. The criminal justice and police reform bill is the dream of the Illinois Legislative Black Caucus. They pursued it in response to the killing of George Floyd and the protests that followed. With the stroke of a pen, Governor Pritzker made the reforms law, calling it a special occasion. One that remarks a transformative step forward in Illinois' effort to lead the country in dismantling systemic racism. It's February, and we're celebrating Black History Month. Black history is about monumental moments and movements that serve as catalysts for change. Today is both. The centerpiece of the massive law, ending cash bail. Almost everyone would be released from jail while awaiting trial unless a judge decides otherwise. The reforms also provide more rights for people accused of crimes and victims. People in police custody will be allowed to make three phone calls while barriers are removed to help more people access the state's victims' compensation program. The police reforms are the most controversial measures. The legislation increases certification for officers, allows for complaints to be submitted anonymously, and mandates the use of body cameras. Officers would be held responsible for turning the body cam on. But there is a concern that there, this bill establishes a new criminal penalty for police officers who do not use their body cameras when they're required to by law. I believe that this bill actually makes us, uh, as a state, the public, less safe. In a statement, House Republican leader Jim Durkin said the governor's support of House Bill 3653 is an insult to our first responders, law enforcement, and law-abiding citizens of Illinois who want to live free of violence and destruction from the criminal element. It's clear that Governor Pritzker does not understand this bill and what it means to our criminal justice system. Illinois and its citizens will not be safer because of this bill. But the governor says the law, which provides funding for police training, will in fact make Illinois safer. Opponents of this law don't want any change, don't believe there is injustice in the system, and are preying upon fear of change to lie and fearmonger in defense of the status quo. The reforms were backed by Attorney General Kwame Raoul and Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox, both Democrats. Lawmakers at today's signing admit it, some aspects of the law will need to be cleaned up with future legislation. That's perhaps an acknowledgement that this was a pretty big piece of legislation to pass and get 100% right in the waning hours of the lame duck session. Lord, mm -hmm. and There's a lot. What's going on, everybody? First and foremost, welcome back. This is the Thomas Free Me TV and Podcast Show. I'd like to apologize for the little mishap in the beginning again with the audio. Man, I got so many mute buttons and things I got to make sure that's going. Plus now with me going live and, and uh, you know, trying to get these videos and stuff. It's a mess. Man, it's a mess. This is some hard work. 
and I, it makes me appreciate these people that, that are in this line of business, but it'll get smoother as time goes on. Um, but getting into the show, I want to, uh, again, welcome everybody. Thank you for coming in, tuning in, subscribing. Um, I wouldn't be here without my, my subscribers, my followers. And as I start showing consistency coming out with shows live Tuesdays and Saturday nights, the viewership I know will, will start to grow. Um, many blessings to everybody out there. We're coming off 9-11 again, so a lot of emotion still out there lingering around from these events. Uh, so, you know, many blessings to those who, who were inflicted by that and, and uh, just everything that entailed that. And all the blessings go to all of us struggling around the world to maintain, to survive, and to to just try to get ahead, man, you know? So many blessings to us for uh, carrying that load on our back. So, as we saw, they got the big talk now. The big talk going around is this purge law. You know, all of these criminals are going to be released, um, and, and, you know, murderers and rapists and all these violent criminals. And, and again, you can see the fear-mongering going on behind this bill. So let's, let's break it down. You know, I'm going to uh, put the bill up here on the screen, and we'll go through it. Break it down, see exactly what the bill is. For me, my personal opinion, I think it may be a step in the right direction. We don't know. What we do know is the system has not worked for us. I don't like to say that it's broken because I think that it's working perfectly for these people. But for us, the oppressed, it's, it's broken. It's not working. It's not doing what it was intended to do. And it's, it's been, uh, the, our justice system has been manipulated into a scheme to, to make money. Right to, to to they turned it into a prison industrial system, right, and that's what I'm here for. That's what my show is about: is to break this down, to get the common person to understand that almost every interaction that we have when we leave our house revolves around this prison industrial system. When it comes down to your traffic lights, your uh, just everything involved in any kind of introduction into the court system is is geared around the prison industrial system it's a business we keep saying it's a business and i'm trying to lay it out the best way that i can that this is absolutely a business so i agree that i think that this is the right step the fear-mongering that we hear these people saying is that all these criminals are going to be released first and foremost these people are not criminals Right? We don't even know that they're criminals. They haven't even been convicted of anything to be called a criminal. And this is, the, this is the mindset that we, the people, have been put in, is that as soon as these people, the police, the government, label somebody as a criminal by, by arresting this person, essentially, they don't even have to take them to trial. All they have to do is arrest them. This person is automatically labeled a criminal. And that's just not constitutional. It violates our rights tremendously. It puts fear into us. And, and it's just not how it's supposed to be. 
It's just not supposed to be that way, right? So with that being said, something has to change. I keep harping this. I keep screaming this, that something has to change. We have to try something new. When you sit down and you look at the statistics, the statistics are not in our favor. This stuff is tearing our communities apart. It's breaking our homes apart. It's, it's creating a multitude of, of single-family homes and then adding the stress and pressure on which individual that, that is trying to maintain that single-family home to keep a relationship with this incarcerated person, which is very, very expensive. Like, where does all of this money go? Where does this money go? So change has to occur. Change has to start. And I applaud. I applaud that governor. Don't even know who you are, but I applaud you for this, for this step, man. That takes a lot of gall and, and guts to take a, a, such an egregious step towards criminal justice reform. Now, is it good? Is it bad? This is what we're going to go through. This is what we're going to go through. So what I have up here, um, see if I can get this with no problems. There we go. Now what I have up here is exactly what it is that is coming into effect on 2023, January. Now we're going to, this thing is long, like they say, it's 800 pages. Now I don't trust anything that's a bill that is 800 pages, right? I don't understand why these things have to be so extensive, but this is why we put these people in place, you know, and, and we trust them. So the 2021 Illinois Safety Accountability Fairness and Equity Today acronym SAFETY Act enacts extensive reform impacting many areas of the criminal justice system, including pre-arrest diversion, policing, pretrial, sentencing, and corrections. The Illinois Criminal Justice Information Authority is tasked with implementing several of the Act's provisions. These areas of the Act include policing, pretrial, and deaths in custody, as well as leading and serving on task force. This article highlights areas of the Act, details of the ICJIA's role in legislation, and shares ICJIA research related to the Act's provisions. It'll take me a little old swig. Now, I don't know where this purge law is coming from. You know, again, it's, it's, it's media creating these catchphrases, these cliches. Let me put, put me up here so you guys can see me. Putting these catchphrases out there to scare people, right? Anytime that these people want to sway the public in a certain direction, they use fear-mongering, and they use the media to do that, right? So they get these, these catchphrases, these cliches that, that intimidate and scare people, 
And, and this is what they're doing. I mean, we're witnessing this. I hope the American people, we the people, witness what is going on and how they manipulate our mindset into thinking and swaying into one direction. And look at the emotion that it's causing amongst the people, amongst social media. Like, people are going nuts. People think that these people are going to be released from jail and just run amok because that is what the media is portraying them to be. Again, this is why... You know, my show and shows like mine are so important and also why I condemn these other quote unquote convict channels that only want to portray violence in prison because one prisons aren't as violent as they portray them to be. But more importantly, it, it, it continues the stigma, right? The stigma of what these big corporations and, and big media moguls have put into our mind into thinking what criminals are or the convict or, or whatever. So let's um let's go through some of this here. Summary of the Safety Act. The Safety Act is extensive, incorporating many aspects of the criminal justice system and crime victim support. The act covers three areas of criminal justice reform, policing, pretrial, and corrections, jails and prisons. Described in the list below, due to the scope and breadth of the act, these lists are not detailed and may not be exhaustive. Please reference the full act for specifics and exact language. The asterisks indicate areas in which the ICJIA has a role. Now, what I'll do for you guys, I'll put the link up here. I think I have it right here. Let me see. I'll put the link here in the chat. Nope, that's not the link. Hold up. That's definitely not the link. All right. Well, I'll put the link in the in the descriptions after the show. So those that can go. But the link is right up on well you just you can Google it. You can find it. You people know what you're doing. So anyway, but go through it, read the whole thing and understand again that's what the importance is, is not is not reacting on what we hear, but making critical sound decisions on what we know. And the only way that we can no is to go to the source, you know, go through and, and take some time and read and understand what it is before we go and make a decision. Remember, it's election time. These people are on TV playing their part, trying to get votes, trying to sway people. This is exactly what it is that they're on TV trying to do during the voting season. So, going through some of the policing highlights, the use of force. In the area of use of force, the Act offers new standards for when police use force. Requires officers to provide aid after using force. Requires officers to intervene 
if other officers use unauthorized or excessive force. That's a big thing. Again, we're trying to attack this blue line, right? This this gang mentality that police have formed within their with their or within their organization. You know, so it's it's attacking that as well, breaking that up and and having officers that are going to uphold the law no matter where they see it being broke at you know that that is an important important thing prohibits police access to any military equipment surplus program or purchasing specific types of equipment again another big another big step towards the originality of our constitution right Again, you have to know the Fourth Amendment, the Eighth Amendment. You have to know these amendments and understand what it is our rights are and how this judicial system, right, this system has been impeding upon those rights. Requires publishing of any purchase, request, or receipt of equipment through any military purchasing program. Expands use of and changes guidelines and requirements for body-worn cameras and who may access, review, or delete footage. Expands officer training on topics including crisis intervention, de-escalation, use of force, high-risk traffic stops, implicit bias, racial, and ethnic sensitivity training and emergency response. Again, it's all what goes into the training. You know, all of this stuff sounds good on paper, you know, but how does it how does it transition to the street, to our neighborhoods, right? That's what's important. Mandates use of force, reporting to FBI, National Use of Force Database, requires reporting of deaths in police custody and due to use of force. allows the attorney general to investigate, initiate civil lawsuits, and enforce settlements against police agencies that have a pattern of depriving individuals of their rights. Amen. Amen. And again, this is, this is what I stand firm with, is holding these people accountable. These people have destroyed human beings' lives, right? And a lot of it has been for personal greed and personal gain. And these people should be held accountable, you know, people that have been incarcerated for most of their life, you know, Marvin Cotton, Larry Darnell Smith, you know, Tamujin Kinsu, if we can find him innocent and get him out, uh, James Griffin, you know, the corruption that goes on in his case out there in Kansas, the, the racial biasness, again, you know, uh, what does black sound like, you know, and then John Merritt here in Florida, these people, these people's lives have been destroyed by corrupt individuals. And yeah, okay, true enough. Oh yeah, yeah, you're free, you're innocent. Now you can go on with your life. But yet these people that have destroyed their lives, like how does somebody sit there with that monkey on their back? You know what I mean? So you're not truly free and you're not truly innocent because the the person that hurt you, the person that that, that altered your life felt no repercussions Right. That's the big key. If, if we're going to exonerate people and allow them to 
to truly, like, we're sorry that this happened to you, then we have to, we have to be able to go at the people who did this to them. Just as a prosecutor would come at me if I'd done something to somebody, right? So that is a big, big issue, man. That's a big, big issue. We have to start applying, we the people, the community has to start applying pressure to these prosecutors, these corrupt detectives, right, that, that manipulate evidence and do things to, to create stories of convictions. That is what Illinois is trying to do. I applaud them for that, man, for being bold enough to take the first step. They need it. Create stricter body camera regulations in a class three felony for clear and willful attempts to obstruct justice. Allows for investigation of anonymous complaints against officers. Bans the destruction of police misconduct records. Okay. Allows complaint filings against police officers without sworn affidavits or other legal documentation. You see what they're trying to do? Do you see what they're trying to do? The police have formed gangs, man. These people are gang members. They're gang bangers. And they're police officers in our, in our, and I'm not talking about gang bangers that come into the police. I'm talking about this blue line. The uniform itself is a gang. You coming, when you come, when you become a cop, you have to make that decision. And in some of these areas, it's just like going to prison. It's just like going into prison. Prohibits local governments from retaliating against employees who report improper government actions. Again, they're trying to rip the blanket, trying to to rip the veil of 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 um of comfort, you know, of protection off these people. <clears throat> Adds reporting of officer dispatch to mental health crisis or incidents makes residency requirements a subject of collective bargaining for cities with population over 100,000. Requires officers to issue a citation rather than arrest for certain low-level offenses. Expands crime statistics reporting to monthly, which is very big. Provides people in custody with up to three phone calls within three hours. Amends police pre amends police pre arrest diversion deflection programs to allow for collaboration with other first responders and community partners. Again, that is a big, big thing. And that here, what I'm doing with, uh, with, with Coming Home Coalition here in Tampa is going to make those, those, uh, those outreaches, 
right? I want to I want to get in touch with with the local sheriff's department, things of that nature, so that I can be a first responder with them going to some of these crises that is in our neighborhood, and hopefully be able to to just help de-escalate and 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 not get anybody arrested, right? Again, my whole thing is when we call the police for a welfare check, right, or or, or something along those lines, the police are coming there and escalating situations into to making arrests and making busts because convictions is the number one thing on the plate. This is, again, what Illinois is trying to, to alter, right? Because what else is, has been working? Nothing else has been working. We have to try something new. Pre-trial highlights. Now, abolishes cash bail. Let's go in here for a second. Let's see what happens when I hit that. Okay, nothing. It takes me nowhere. It takes me right back to where I was. Abolishes cash bail. Now, you you truly have to understand the cash bail process. Like I have, uh, uh, I have an individual right in in Kansas. And he he was at the wrong place at the wrong time, okay? He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. A robbery occurred while he was on premises, and he ultimately was arrested for this robbery as well, okay? And this, this is a man, 30 years old, worked his whole life, never been in trouble, never been arrested, and they give this man a $100,000 bond for a simple robbery case. Just a robbery, a $100,000 bond. So in our Constitution, it states that we have, you know, that we have the ability to be able to bond out, and that bond has to be reasonable. The bond is there as a way for us to get out so that we can properly defend ourselves. ourselves. See, the, the longer that we sit in jail, there's no access we have no access. The lawyers never come to us. We sit there and we call the lawyers over and over and over again for weeks. Again, this individual has, he's been in since August 16th and has not even had a conversation with anybody. And it's going on almost a month now, right? Confused, scared, has already been hurt, has no idea what's going on. Nobody's contacted him. Nobody's reached him. This is what's going on all over America. And it's completely unconstitutional unconstitutional and violates our rights as American citizens. It's kidnapping. These people are taking us and holding us hostage to see if that they can build a case against us. This is what happens. This is what is going on. When they realize that they cannot build a case against us, then they'll let us go. On some counts, some of these prosecutors and, and, and their ties with detectives and relationships that they have with them, they will create they will create scenarios and they will charge people to get convictions. If, this people, if, the, if, if these people have no alibis or cannot properly defend themselves, these prosecutors, these detectives, these lead detectives and agents will go find people who will gladly snitch and make up stories to convict these people for convictions. That is what, what, that, that is what happens, America. So getting rid of the cash bail is going to change 
the whole scope of, of a lot of stuff because now there's no incentive there, right? All of this is part of the prison industrial system. It's, it's a rotation. It's a rotation of money. It's, it's, what can I say, man? I mean, I, I, I truly, I truly applaud Illinois for this step, you know, really for this step. Prevents the results of risk assessment from being the sole basis for a detention decision and informs the accused persons of the tool. Prevents the results of a risk assessment from being the sole basis for a detention decision informs the accused person of the tool. I mean, these are, these are huge moves, right? And what you're seeing, what you're seeing is exactly what they've been using against us. You understand what I'm saying is that you are seeing exactly what they've been using against us as American citizens to detain us against our will. And these, this is only for the individuals. It goes for all of us, right? But when you know deep down that you've committed a crime and you got caught for your crime, this is a different story. I'm talking about the, the rounding up of American citizens because they look a certain way or they may talk a certain way. Again, going back to James Griffin and then, uh, you know, the, the person saying that, you know, all he knows is that his defendant, that his perpetrator sounded black. You know what I mean? So they just went and they just rounded up black people. This is what I'm talking about, right? Just because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, you should not be detained and it takes three or four months for you to clear your name. Sometimes longer than that. James Griffin has been trying to clear his name for 20 years. Tamujin Kinsu, 37 years. But that's, all, that's a different story. That goes into deeper topics, deeper pockets. Establishes a pretrial practices data oversight board to oversee data collection and analysis. Establishes the domestic violence pretrial practices working group. Adds notifications of pretrial hearing to crime victims. Changes the offense class for violations of conditions of pretrial release changes pre-trial release procedures including release on own recognizance warrant alternatives and conditions of release including electric monitoring and home confinement revocation modification and sanctions may revoke pre-trial release under certain circumstances so even though that they're being released, what they're probably not telling you is a lot of these people are probably going to be on monitors. I knew coming out that these new GPS monitors and all that, again, it's another, it's another contract with a big corporation that makes GPS devices you know, solely for government issue. And, and it's, it's, again, part of the prison industrial system, but I understand you know, and, and that is some of the repercussions of of committing a crime. For those that commit the crime, again, you know, it's it's being in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
Um, how long I've been on? 35 minutes. So I want to try to run my shows usually about 30 minutes. I've went over a little bit, but I am going to start getting into the habit of coming on um coming on live Tuesday nights and Saturday nights at 8 p.m. Again, once I start getting everything to run smooth, more flush, uh, you know, it's just me at the controls trying to do all this, concentrate on topic and, and all of that. Um, plus, once I start bringing a guest in, it's going to compound on all of this stuff as well. But I'm getting it done for y'all, man. I'm getting it done. It's going to come smooth. It's going to smooth out. You guys, um, get rid of this. Let me get rid of this guy. Let me switch on back to my, bam. Here goes the link. So what I can do now is I can give you the link now. Bam, that's the link if you want to write it down, if you haven't found it by yet. Please do remember to visit cominghomecoalition.com and thethomasfreemy.com thethomasfreemyshow.com uh, these are my sponsors here that you guys will see from time to time all these sponsors are on cominghomecoalition.com so if you see one and I do recommend you check them out but if you see one that you want to connect with um, interested in seeing what they are just go to cominghomecoalition.com scroll all the way down to the bottom hit the, hit the whichever one that you like and the link will take you to where you need to be at um if you like shopping, please, uh, sure, why not? Bam, there she goes right there. Check her out. Go to www.cominghomecoalition.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom. Find that, that link right there. It'll take you to where you need to be at. Other than that, look at what we got going on. Please uh, visit the events page. We got to get rolling on this stuff, man. Like The holidays are coming up. The holidays are coming up. We got to start getting some stuff out to these homeless people and, uh, you know, uh, even even toys. If you guys want to pick up little toys, things of that nature, um, go to cominghomecoalition.com. Find the address, mail them, and uh, we'll pass toys out to little homeless kids, things of that nature. So send whatever it is that you want to send. You want to pass out to the homeless and um, and let's let's get that thing going uh, if you want to. If you want to donate monetarily, we can we can set that up as well. It's all there at the website. Please check it out. Make sure that you check out all these individuals here and what they got going on. They desperately need awareness. And if you want something put up on this wall right here, this wall for the show, let me know. We can set that up as well. Bring awareness to whatever it is that you got going on. Much love to everybody. Please stay safe, happy, try not to worry about the things that are going on, this purge law, all of that. Just deal with what's going on in front of you. Be alert, be mindful, pay attention to your kids, make sure that they're, they're respectful, make sure that they're not stealing and they're not being disrespectful to the people in the community. Make sure that they understand how important it is to support your neighbor not not be mad at your neighbor, not steal from your neighbor, not assault your neighbor, but support your neighbor. It's time that, you know, we start getting together and building each other up, man. That's what it's about. So Illinois is making a drastic move towards that. 
And us in the community, we got to do our part. We have to do our part. When we see that our legislators are making a move to try to correct things, we have to do our part. We have to stop doing the things that we're doing, you know. So it's it's up to us too, man. These people are are, are they're doing their part up there in Illinois anyway, you know. So so shout out to Illinois, big salute. If you don't agree with me, give me a shout out on that. Much love. Help me understand why you don't agree, and um, and we'll get to it. Other than that, y'all take care of yourself. Be safe. Be your best self, man. I'm out of here. Let me get out of here.